And welcome to Am I an Asshole? I wanted, to try, I wanted to try to go down a little bit because normally I go, and so I wanted to just okay. bring it down. Sorry. A little bluesy. Yeah. So I was like, what happens if I just take it down? Loved it. Also, I feel like my voice is like extra sexy, sultry right now. I'm feeling it. Cool. Anyway, um, just patting myself on the back here um what do you guys think let us know yeah let us know in the <laughs> comments hot or hotter yeah come on now um no but also if you like this voice and you like that voice hi rate us five stars and subscribe if you're lo- loving listening to the show please tell your friends um you know share episodes um yeah. follow us on social media yeah um if you have a long commute or you know someone that has a long commute say Hey, we got a fun little cast for you to listen to. Yeah. You don't even have to drive if you don't do want. whenever you work out, you can listen to us. Whenever or like you're walking around the city, you can listen to at us. At a party, make sure everyone sh- hushes and then Play everyone it. can listen to this. Yeah, that's not weird. And then- <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I prefer to do it. So, there anyway, you go. So, thank you for listening um to our show. Uh we have a, a special two-part episode coming up for you to yeah. Day. Um, so we're gonna do the first half. So this is Am I an asshole for disliking the Republican Party? Uh-huh. Um part it, one, and then next week will be part two. Yeah, it, the conversation went just was a little bit longer than normal. So we, we wanted to be able to get the full thing in. So we but we also didn't want to um, you know, take an hour and a half of your time at once. That's Plus, what she said. Uh, cool. uh, outdated. Wait, what did she say? I don't know. We didn't want to take it all at once i don't I said, know. I said take all of your time yeah anywho um so and then you can look forward to the you know the following week and the next what week. else we're gonna talk about excuse me yeah you're gonna say i gotta i can't even wait till next week all right listen up uh, bye, bye. I have had anxiety about this one for months. Oh my god, that is not normal. It's I not don't. Normal. It's not normal. It's not. I don't think it's going to be that crazy of an episode. I think the whole point is for it to not be super no, I know. I know. intense and like weird and aggressive. Like this. This. First of all, this episode is. Am I an asshole? I okay. <laughs> This is t- tough because before it was like hating Republicans and then it, and then I changed it to disliking Republicans. Then I realized I don't, I don't like the Republican party. Right. So it may not be personal, but I'm right now very much against most of Republicans beliefs. Okay. Um, so I feel like an asshole because I feel like I am not, I am having a hard time detaching uh, the party from the person, first of all, uh, especially in today's Trump's America. And I kind of just feel like an asshole for being so, um, I don't know, divided about it. Mm. I, I, I think that it would be really great to be able to have more of a conversation about it without me getting so heated mm. and without feeling like I'm attacking a certain party because then it's like if we're both shouting at each other, we're never gonna no, get anywhere. Gonna, yeah. Um, so and I also feel like an asshole for associating Republicans with Trump because I know that there are also Republicans that do not 
support Trump. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are some of my things. Great. Um, and so, yeah, we have Danny on Mm -hmm. Danny say hi. Hi. Yeah. Um, Danny Danny is a Republican, but also Megan, our social media manager's Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you know Megan again? So we went to McAllister college, uh, both of us and McAllister, of course, if you've never heard of it, it's a tiny liberal arts school in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, back in 2011, it was ranked the most liberal college in America. So I'm not sure how I ended up there. Actually, I do. I have family in Minnesota and it was an awesome <laughs> school for political science. Um, and I used to be a debater, but it was a whole lot of fun. And Megan and I, I believe I'm digging back a little bit. I think we took a couple philosophy classes together. Um, okay about ethics but i may be getting that slightly off we'll have to consult her after i think she said she had i think she said she had a class i think we should stop until we can call her and really sort that out first i don't think it's fair (laughs) megan come on out yeah uh, sorry donnie has a lot to say about this um Um, (laughs) donnie was not named after donald trump i just want to say he was (laughs) named before donald trump was was. um but anyway danny you are are you still an active politician or you were in politics what's your relationship with so I used to work in politics right during college after college uh, then when I moved back home to Texas I had a little trouble finding a political job so I went to the career I thought about doing later which was education so now I'm an eighth grade U.S. history teacher okay. uh, I still volunteer I still dabble I'm helping a couple of local city council campaigns right now but I wouldn't say that I'm a politician anymore Okay. Okay. I'm like an activist, I guess, because I don't really make money at it. I'd love to make some extra money at it, but (laughs) I don't really anymore. We all would. Um, I have to ask. So you're in Texas right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you, there's like a, a person behind you. I mean, it's not a real person, but there's like a, there's like a cardboard cutout of a, a human. Who is a that? man behind you, Danny. Yeah. So that's uh, Ron Paul. He was a former congressman actually from this district in Texas. Uh, so I was one of those crazy libertarians back in the day. Uh, that's how I got my start in politics. And oh. that cardboard cutout, I've kind of, <laughs> I have had since college and he just kind of moved with me when I bought my own house. So now he's. Oh mounted on the wall there do you it's really fun though if i open the door because you can't see him behind it but when you shut the door everyone jumps there he is suddenly there's a creepy man there the shit look at him go he's all he looks like he's always watching (laughs) do you kiss him before you go to bed no but i like to talk to crazy uncle ron sometimes (laughs) i like that Uh, ronnie um okay so so you are you are a, a Republican. Yes. <laughs> I hope because yes. we yeah, got otherwise, the wrong whoops. person. Otherwise, let's yep, I am still a Republican. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you a Trumpy Republican? Not really. Uh, my shirt right here says I voted <laughs> okay. for the meteor. Okay. Uh, so I'm not a I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. Uh, most Republicans are though. There's a whole lot of Republicans who also voted for him, kind of regretfully. So mm-hmm. when they compared the two choices, they just decided, well, I don't like Donald Trump, but he won the primary, so they're going to pull the lever for him. Some of them have warmed up to him since then. Some of them still aren't the biggest fans, but would probably pull the lever again. Um, I mean, you can look at poll numbers and see where the party mostly feels about him. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you're, yeah. you're not really. Do you mean like no, or do you mean like he's fine? <laughs> and like, what is No, I'm not, I'm not a fan. No, okay, I, I'm not. not a fan. 
And what is the meteor? Is that like, was that the whole like lesser of two evils bullshit? Well, that was the uh, sweet meteor of death on Twitter. That, Ah. you know, he he had a great policy. So for example, he believed in LGBT equality because everyone would be treated the same by the sweet meteor of death when it hit her. Yeah. That that type of thing. That that was how I felt about my options. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, so like, what are your main reasons for being a Republican? Like, do you like, is it more economics? Is it social? Like what's your, what, what's, what made you lean toward that party? Yeah. I like to sum up my political views with small government, individual liberty, free markets. That's really what it boils down to. So why I'm a Republican economic issues, I'm going to match up the best there. Uh, that if it's issues like healthcare, whether it's spending, uh, just the general size of government, that's going to be the party that I line up with best. On social issues, it gets more complicated. I -hmm. tend to be more socially liberal on most issues, uh, exceptions, probably abortion and gun control. Um, But otherwise, uh, depending on the issue, LGBT issues, death penalty, uh, immigration, depending on the context we're talking about, I tend to be a lot more liberal. Oh, okay. So, okay. Sorry. You're liberal on those. So you're conservative on abortion and gun control. Yeah. And also, I mean, the reason why I was initially a Republican is the reason everyone I think is part of a party when you're growing up, like your parents are one party, you tend to be that party. My dad's always been a Republican. He was the political one. So I ended up being a Republican when I got interested. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when I was in high school, when Ron Paul was running for president, uh, I had an uncle who sent me a box of books by Ron Paul. And then a couple of weeks later said, we're going to a rally. So I'm not going to call it indoctrination, but I got kind of put onto a path from the start, mm-hmm. even though today I've kind of, you know, I'm, I'm an independent person. I've had time to make my own views. I'm not going to say that Ron Paul didn't have his fault. Like there are clearly certain things that if you go looking at his record are very problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So, that was how I got started. Okay. Um, and so you, do you think, uh, just a quick question, do you think that you can be pro-life and pro-choice? Like in terms of abortion? Cause like, let's say I'm pro-choice, right? So this is something mm-hmm. that, this is an issue that I often have with Republicans um, who are pro, I guess, pro-life, which I don't even like to say because I'm pro-life right. it, it's, you know it's I mean? both political framing yeah right exactly um but like do you kind of believe that like what are your thoughts on it I'm just curious uh, so I would call myself pro-life but I, I think that you have to start out with the abortion debate if you want to get anywhere because really what it looks like in the country now is that people believe strongly in one side or another side and really nothing fundamentally changes uh, the exception mm-hmm. of certain conservative states, that Texas, foremost among them, that have been creeping up on um, a right to choose an abortion, I guess would be the way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the handful of conservative states, we've really been at a standstill, I mean, especially on the federal level. And I think that both parties are fairly content with that. So really, if you want to get somewhere, I think we have to start off with some kind of shared understanding, which I think would be that I don't think anyone is a fan of the number of abortions necessarily increasing. And right. then we should talk about how do we get there. And it's not necessarily just abolishing abortion. 
mm-hmm. that it's not that if we criminalize all abortion in all cases, we're probably going to see those numbers go up. So I think that while I'm okay with, or I mean, I support restrictions on abortion, legal restrictions on abortion, we can have a whole lot of discussion on at what level that happens and right. what can we do to kind of minimize the need for an abortion. Uh, so I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of space there to talk. So if, do I have a problem with like the fundamental pro-life position? Not really, but I think it's really disingenuous if we just say that, oh, I think abortion is bad, therefore let's outlaw abortion and throw our hands up when the abortion rate goes up. It, basically, you've got to acknowledge political reality of these things. If abortion is going to keep happening, let's talk real about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know, Jen, I'm going to bring Jen in. uh, She's our therapist. And obviously this is more of a political conversation than like a psychological conversation. But um, Jen, I don't know if you at all want to pipe in or um, just have anything. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Jen. You know, just. Yeah. Well, I did see Danny's wrong on all accounts. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) psychologically, Ron Paul creeping in the background. (laughs) I've set the wrong scene here. I can turn to my yard sign wall over here if that'll make y'all feel better. No, you know what? I would rather look at Ron Paul than. Uh, Okay. um, So I I went to um, I went to grad school in Kentucky. So we've got good old Rand Paul. Oh, Um, yeah. So I'm a bigger Ron Paul person than uh Rand Rand. Paul. Um, gotcha. so so I, i'm actually i find him a little endearing standing over there so <laughs> great um we're good so yeah the i guess cool. yeah the abortion thing <laughs> <laughs> that old abortion thing i mean because like i and and rosie also, like, I don't want to just like sabotage. I, I will. Like, I will after this. What you're talking segment, about? Yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, um, let's quit that. You're, y- yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have things. Because, because while I totally understand where you're coming from, uh, that and and I appreciate your stance on it of not being so like aggressively like, you know, no offense, but evangelical about it. Um, because I've always felt confused by kind of like super conservative Republicans because it's like on one hand you're so precious with like abortion and and human life uh, before they're born but then once they're born you don't want universal health care and you don't you know not you but a lot of Republicans it just feels like the the it it doesn't add up to me Um, like Mm -hmm. and the just ethically like for any any man to have any say in, in trying to govern a woman's body is like very confusing to me because you'll never have to deal with a lot of the things that we would have to deal with and the decisions that we'd have to deal with. And I, I don't know of any woman who's had an abortion who has wanted to like have it in the sense that that's, the, that's their best right. choice, right? And I know that you're sensitive to that. Like that's not, I don't think anybody sets out to just like have a bunch of abortions. I also don't believe that it should be a form of birth control. Like that's not, you know, it's not how it should yeah, be. It's not flipping. Right. And like, it's cool that you, what you're saying is that it's, it's more of a, yeah, it's like a murkier issue. It's not just like, oh, I'm a fan and like, I'm not. Um, well, so, Danny, so I'm curious what you kind of gave, um, what, what is your, so you kind of said that there's, you, you alluded to it being a murky issue, but Mm -hmm. it is something that you said with Republicans on where are you in that, on the, I feel like abortion's a spectrum. 
mm-hmm. curious, just so we're clear, where are you on that spectrum? Yeah, I I think that you're going what politically you if you're talking about abortion as a political issue, we're going to have there's going to have to be some kind of threshold for that that. I don't know what the timing is for at what point it's permissible and what point it isn't or separate threshold. So at what point is permissible, at what point it's permissible, but only in cases of emergency. Um, right. So we're, you hear a lot of talk about exceptions, um, cases of uh, danger to the mother, uh, incest, rape. You know, those are like the three big ones people talk about. So like, what are the thresholds at what point it's acceptable for an abortion in this case, at what point it's acceptable in general? Um, so that's where I tend to fall on it, that I don't know what that threshold is uh, personally, and I'm glad I'm not a politician who has to set it. I guess I don't really know. Um, well, right. I, I don't agree with right it in now. like the third trimester. Uh, to me, okay, so for me, it's like a philosophy you know. question. Like at what point yeah. do we consider it to be a human life with moral standing or with ethical standing? Um, and well, I don't I know. I don't precisely know at what point we should consider it. Okay. Well, Roe right now. Yeah. Right now, Roe has it at, I think, within the first trimester um, is up to the mother's discretion. Like six weeks? No, it's the first trimester. Okay. And then I believe through science, you know, monitoring a fetus and monitoring when a fetus would be um, viable is kind of the word that science has been floating around. And I believe now that's 24 weeks. And so um, it, it is a little bit dependent on state, but um, Roe has it set that there is a limit. Roe v. Wade has it set at a limit to where I think it's after, I think it's after 24 weeks, there has to be a medical okay. necessity for it. Um, so I think, I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of people are unclear as to what the current national standard is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the current national it, standard does not allow for a third trimester um, it, abortion. It would have to be very, very grave mm-hmm. circumstances. And then at a certain point, right, you're going to deliver a baby. So right. the third right. trimester is, you know. But anyway, that's just for kind of uh, – uh, an overall right. of what the the national standards yeah, are. Yeah, the viable. I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's 23, 23 to twenty four weeks. I thought it was like six weeks to twenty, but I guess it would just mean no any of the any. But by the time it was conceived, well, generally you don't know you're pregnant, right? Generally exactly. you don't know you're pregnant until sometimes six weeks because the way that the age of the embryo then fetus is yeah. labeled goes back to a woman's before a woman's first period. So I think that's you, why you okay. get all these weeks tacked on before you even realize that you're pregnant. So that's um, why. Yeah. And so like Danny, if, if, I mean, cause like if let's say that that's already put in place, I like, well, I, I, I feel weight. right. But I just like, that's my thing with Republicans is like, I feel so attacked. Like, why are we, why are you trying to, why are you voting for people that are trying to overturn that? Like, why can't we just leave it the way that it is? Like, cause you mentioned it as one of your beliefs. So clearly it's somewhat important yeah. to you, you know, but like well, yeah. I'm confused as to why we're still talking about that in 2018 when there are so many other things to talk about. 
Well, I don't, I think a lot of people felt like the Roe v. Wade decision felt a little arbitrary to them. Um, and so what that threshold is, I don't think that Roe v. Wade necessarily sets the perfect barometer on what the threshold should be. And again, I'm, a, I'm agnostic on what that exact threshold is. I'm not a, someone trying to claim to be a politician setting it because I'm not really sure. I don't, I haven't researched enough the science behind it. Just to kind of give an overview on where I've heard some other Republicans stand, right? Texas had last legislative session, um, they limited the number of providers of abortions by using some technicalities on you had to be up to like an emergency room, hospital level emergency mm -hmm. room standards. Um, and they also limited it, I think, down to 20 weeks. Now there's certain Republicans who are talking about a heartbeat, heartbeat bill that would limit it to 10 weeks. So basically mm -hmm. it would be it's life when we detect a heartbeat. So we're going to say it's 10 weeks instead. So I think a lot of the argument centers on the number of weeks, although there has been in Texas a movement to just abolish abortion and criminalize it, um, which again, that's where I said at the beginning that I think something like that, where you're just trying to paint it with a big, big black and white brush is not going to help anybody. Um, yeah. So I, so that's where my concern comes in because where I, I don't know what that level is and the later it gets the more ethically concerning it is to me like i'd like to think i'm pro-life fairly consistently even though i'm a little hesitant on how mm -hmm. well government can uh provide uh certain Police welfare relief services um well yeah i mean that too right like so what's it going to look like if you criminalize abortion exactly. that that's my thing did, you put people in jail like you know right and, and, well, and so then you if it's murder then it would be death penalty. That's their right? that's their argument. That it, that's what they believe. That if this if this child or if the fetus, however we want to term it, right? If it mm -hmm. has if it is a human with moral standing, then it seems like it would be wrong to terminate. That it would be a murder, or if it had some lesser moral standing, something similar. Uh, like I don't know. Like maybe it would be something like animal abuse, where we criminalize that because it has some kind of moral standing, or at least we don't want to be a society that does this. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, like, I'm ambivalent on it. And ultimately, I, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just interesting because I think that you were, I think you said like, do you believe that the government should be involved in these, in these types of things? Because it sounds like for Republicans, mostly you don't want the government involved with your, you know, your pockets, your, you know, like the money in your pocket and, yeah. and certain other things. So it's, it just feels a little hypocritical to me that a lot of Republicans, mm -hmm. you know, that this is where they would like to police, uh, they want the government to come in and, you know, ha have something to say about it. And also with Planned Parenthood, I mean, defunding it, I mean, what you're doing is just cutting there's something like a very small percentage of women actually use Planned Parenthood for abortions so like by right. defunding that and getting rid of it you're just hurting women low-income women everywhere and especially in your state Texas some of the worst laws against abortion so it's and I appreciate you being open about this because you can see that like this is heated and especially for me and you seem a little ambiguous about your position on it and I think that's because you can be you know per personally that's how I feel because you'll never be in the situation okay. that I would be in and you know I know a woman very close to me who had an abortion and that's the last thing that they wanted to do but the fact that they could do it under the circumstances that they needed to actually save their life so and to right. have to go through 
what whether it was rape or incest or it's just it just feels like such an archaic argument to have and 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 you i know that you're not actively you're saying some republicans feel this way i don't necessarily but i'm kind of in the middle but if you're voting republican you're voting people in that are very extreme and that feel that way about abortion so in my opinion you're still supporting it okay I, it just boils down to me that i believe that there are three big natural rights that we have to watch out for life liberty property jefferson called it pursuit of happiness instead of property because i'm a history teacher so there's reasons for that mm-hmm. um and it's that life versus liberty that I think we're getting at in the abortion debate that among libertarians, especially, this is a very divided issue. Uh, so do we respect the liberty of the mother or the life of the child is what the division is. And that's where that definition of when is their moral standing. So I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have the magic answer on this issue. Um, it's not my top issue that I am most ardent about. That I believe mm-hmm. a certain way on it. I think that there is going to be a threshold. I don't know what it should be. I'm, tend to fall lower on it, but I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? But I understand that. Yeah. Well, can I, I'm curious what you, what you think a good way to find that threshold is? Um, well, abortion right now is uh, mostly handled by the states. I mean, we have Roe v. Wade, that's this overarching mm-hmm. um superstructure over it that you have to operate mm-hmm. within those constraints and sometimes the courts will smack down certain states for violating it um, but we have basically 50 states that are experimenting trying to figure it out and while everyone gets apprehensive when you talk about federalism as being like a 50 state experiment uh, when I'm not sure on what the truth is I like the fact that we have differing policy views and again within the limit that the courts when someone overreaches can stop and say no you've gone too far on a certain issue um, you know, no, th- that's one benefit of the American system of government, I think that, and why a lot of your most divisive social issues have started out as being debated state by state, like gay marriage, um, right? Gay marriage early on, anytime you had an attempt to legalize it, uh, would easily lose at the polls. And then all of a sudden around 2012, uh, especially starting in states like Minnesota, there was suddenly a floodgate of change, polling numbers shifted quickly, people became more accepting. And that happened within a relatively short amount of time. And today, if you, someone talks about getting rid of gay marriage, there, you know, there's no oxygen in the room for that happening. So I think that sometimes federalism what? can help us sift these things out. As a, I'm very curious as a former politician, definite political activist, and as a history teacher, why do you mm-hmm. think that the climate is so, would be so reactive towards getting rid of something like gay marriage, but yet again, like going back to the abortion piece for women, it doesn't have that reactive piece. Um, in Minnesota, the big switch that happened with the gay marriage debate was there was like this shift in how people thought about the issue. So early ads on gay marriage, like uh, I'm trying to remember the famous ad in California, right? But it's going to portray people as like predators. It's going to portray people as deviant. Uh, They're going to trigger some moral foundations in conservative Mm -hmm. people that uh, really make it seem like LGBT people are this foreign entity that needs to be shunned by society, right? Like biblically, the reason it was okay to shun an entire group of people like this was that if the society accepted it, the society would be damned by God. Uh, And while politically no one's going, or most people, my 
case of people like Michelle Bachman aren't running around saying that there is some kind of society-wide threat happening to that. I think that's what the fear, that's kind of the latent psychological thing happening in voters, that that's where the ads could hit them in, in their hearts, kind of. Whereas in Minnesota, they ran a different ad campaign where it portrayed, look, these people just want to get married just like you. And so it made it kind of a sense of fairness. It made it a sense of also, um, like it normalized it basically. So that was a normal thing for anybody to want to get married. So why can't these people get married too? Uh, and I, I think it was that important paradigm shift that made it like seem like this is such a pointless battle to be having, uh, oh, especially you, when churches aren't forced to perform gay marriages. Right. Where do you fall on that? I forget. Where do you fall on gay rights? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pro gay marriage. Uh, okay. The only the only thing was that I actually wanted earlier on before we had the um, Minnesota passed its gay marriage amendment, I wanted them to push a law that would get government out of marriage entirely with my libertarian instincts. So basically, and we've actually seen social conservatives come out of that for that since Obergefell v. Hodges, which my response to them is too late. Um, no one's going to give up rights that were hard earned. Instead, if they had gotten in front of issue, they could have actually done that where the government would have entirely gotten out of gay marriage. So basically every marriage would be a civil union, regardless if you're male, female, whatever, non-binary, that mm -hmm. your marriage would be recognized just because we wouldn't call it a marriage. If a church wants to call a civil union a marriage, cool. It, but the government would just call them all civil unions. And in I fact, see. the only reason that government's involved in the issue of marriage goes back to the Middle Ages when they wanted to take power from the church. So... I mean, I mean, it shouldn't be a political issue. But again, once we've gotten through everything, yeah, there's no reason to take it away from people when, to me, the issue settled. We should like, leave it alone. Like uh, Roe v. Wade, how about so settled, but people are trying to take it away. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's okay. And, I, <laughs> well, my, so then where to me that from a psychological perspective, and I'm curious your thoughts on this too, is that there are psychological impacts on making a woman have a baby that she doesn't want to have. Um, not to mention the economic stress and all of the other stressors that come with having a child. But, and this is, I think it's interesting because you talked about, I, I feel like you're, you're, you are rooted. And I think you might've said in libertarianism um, yeah. in a lot of the stuff you say. So I'm curious, like, you've got the life, you talked about the life of the child and the liberty of the mother, but I would also argue that it could also be the life of the mother because of the, of the mental health distress that could be, um, put upon her, um, you know, and then that, that's without a rape, without incest. Absolutely. Like um, yeah. So what, I mean, 24 weeks has been established by science because that's when a child, when a, when a, fetus could live outside of the mother's womb with with medical technology especially so mm -hmm. what's why not use that threshold basically yeah to me the, so even before that point even before we'd hit 24 weeks right this is like a common social conservative tactic but um where like if you terminate a pregnancy let's say it was 20 weeks, right? Like there's still going to be certain mm -hmm. things that are recognizable signs of life, um, which may not mean that it's viable outside of the womb, but still cause me a lot of like ethical pause. Like mm -hmm. it's 
term to me it feels like termination of a life now even though i'm not a scientist and i don't know you know it depends what kind of what we set at it is it a heartbeat is it that there are certain other signs is it that it's viability outside of the womb I, I mean, unfortunately, politically, we're going to be drawing an arbitrary line, um, and Roe v. Wade has that one. Um, Is science arbitrary? I, I, and I, no, it's not. But I'm saying that we could, like, scientifically, right, let's say heartbeats start at 10 weeks. Now, I, I don't know if that's the proper threshold, because then we're probably going to catch a lot of cases that are going to be, like you said, heightening distress for mothers. And then we're talking about, you know, right, like you said, damaging life. I'm agnostic on it. I'm not sure on the exact threshold, but I can say that if we're talking 20 weeks, it's a tough, terrible but, choice. And we already established well, that it's a terrible choice for anyone yeah. to have to make. Um, but it so would then, have to be with a medical concern at 20 weeks. So t after 12 absolutely. weeks, really, right? Yeah. So the, I guess my, so again, I'm, I'm coming from a psychological mm -hmm. perspective, not a yeah. political one necessarily is I'm wondering if you think your, your pause and your, you know, recoil from ending the life, terminating the life of 20 week old fetus would be more than that of the woman carrying it. No. Um, yeah. I mean, it, or I don't know. I, there's no good choice there. Mm -hmm. And that's where I hate this issue so much and because I, there's not a good choice. Um, and I don't yeah, really I, feel comfortable guess, deciding which one I care about more, if that makes sense. Right. That's why I'm like so agnostic on it in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think again, just, and not to, but I, I think that what happens in the narrative in the political narrative that goes on is that we start moving the line for where like people are asking for rights. And mm -hmm. I, I think that, there's, I mean, I know because I carried a child, there's a big difference from, you know, an eight week old sonogram where you can hear the heartbeat at eight weeks. I mean, you can hear the heartbeat very early. Um, yeah. And at 20 weeks, right? Like that would be devastating. That'd be devastating. And mm -hmm. I think what, what the, where it becomes political and why this is so important is because we can all, I think, most people can agree that it would be devastating, but if I needed to have that, I because of some horrible, either my life or the or the fetus life, or there's something terribly wrong. I think women feel more secure and more just safe and more psychologically sound when when we know that we will have those protections. That's not to say that I can wake up at 20 weeks. Yeah you know what? Not for me. Right. So I think but that's where so just, I, I think that also though, like we're not just, so I, I'm kind of going back a little bit to Jackie's comment. So I'm sorry for, cause it, it, what you were saying was yeah. just making me like, I, I just think that I should fairly consider your position too. And it kind of, it, one thing that Jackie said that struck with me was that, well, you're still voting for Republicans who would want to make it more restrictive. Um, mm -hmm. But there are other States where there are politicians who will make it, far less restrictive than what Roe v. Wade has suggested as well. Like that's just the superstructure that prevents kind of the most egregious, um, like the most limiting laws, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we haven't seen other states where like partial birth abortion has become a 
hot topic at times. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, what is that? I, I, I'm really muddled on because again, this isn't my top issue, but uh, I believe it's it involves the technique by which the abortion is done, and it tends to be in later. Uh, terminated pregnancies, but I'm a little muddled on it. I, Besides the I'm fact gonna, that it became a political buzzword, that sorry, I know it I'm, happens later I'm in the pregnancy. Though. And I think, go ahead, Jen. No, just I think again, it's it's interesting because you have these anchors now for reference, for points of reference, and I think that the whole partial birth abortion was a really interesting buzzword that now is anchored into our minds as like this point of right. reference. <laughs> And death panels, you know, death taxes, whatever rhetorical yeah. term you want to put, pro-life, pro-choice. Yeah. Right. And, and again, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like that has become sort of like the whole welfare queen. Um, like, it's like trying to make it like when, when you think of, when a person thinks of welfare, the most outlying uh, example comes to mind which is the welfare queen. I mean, most people in welfare are not driving around with Cadillacs and buying fur coats. Absolutely, and, right? yeah. And so, but we've, we, there's been, an, there was an interesting thing done where like when you start to pair it enough, people start to develop that as their schema for welfare. And I think that recently what has happened is the word abortion, people have, it has been successfully paired at least to some degree with this partial birth, which you know, I have not looked up the numbers, but it has to be an extreme outlier because yeah. at a certain, I mean, per, Absolutely. per the national, and I, it's Yeah. And, and that's the thing that gets me with the abortion debate is that we end up focusing on what ends up being a fairly narrow range of cases. Um, that if you took right. the number of cases, let's say between 20 and 24 weeks, right? Texas pretty much made it to where it's 20 weeks. But also with the geographic limitations, we could argue even less than that. Right. Um, but like right. we're we're rel normally talking about a nor very narrow range of cases, and we've spent 30 minutes talking about this one thing and not talking about any other issue. So that while I am pro-life, it's while I would accept that label, it's one issue and one that I think gets a lot of attention, but really ends up voters get used on it. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, we're not seeing, I think I think that my yeah. point on that is that that's very easy for you to say with all due respect. And like, that's a main mm -hmm. issue that I have with Republicans is this issue. And if you don't really, if you're agnostic about it, then I don't understand why there's such a push to overturn Roe v. Wade and why there's such a push to defund Planned Parenthood. And you're well, I'm not a, I'm not agnostic on pro, being pro-life. I mean, I mean, I, I. OK, well, what you're saying, though, and I understand that you're not a Republican. I, yeah, I'm agnostic on the exact be, number. Okay. I know you're not a Republican on the, on the weeks. Okay. I know you're not a Republican to be pro life. Like you're a Republican for other reasons. So we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But I, I personally just think that it's worth bringing up because it's not a big issue for you. And as a Democrat, it is a big issue for me because that's the party that's attacking my rights. That's, that's a huge issue for me because I'm a woman. And even though I'm married now, and if I were to get pregnant, I would want to have the baby. I can't look back mm -hmm. at my sisters across the country and not want to help them and not want to have funding for them and not want them to be able to get the same health care with women's issues as I have. And that's where it's hard for me to well, let go. So anyway, we can move on to another. Well, no, yeah, I, just, I think that's, that's. I just want to say that. 
Sometimes married women need access. It's not a married, not married. I know, but you know what I'm Sometimes saying. Like right now, I would welcome a child. Yeah, no, I'm just clarifying because I think there's a schema that like every woman that has an abortion doesn't want that baby. And there are plenty of abortions that have to happen for medical reasons um, mm-hmm. that are incredibly devastating, incredibly devastating. And I just want to, again, in the spirit of not feeding social schemas that pers- people getting abortions are single women. Sure. Yeah. I, th- I, I really just meant that. I'm, I'm just making yeah, that point that I would welcome a baby into my house that I'm not, I'm just saying that I'm not a, a you know what I'm saying? I'm not the prime candidate right now for an abortion. Yeah. Right. I think that's the, what you're bringing up though, is that's what, it, like how it's so easy to dislike the other party because what you said was like, there's something that you're really strongly for, like that women have a right to, mm-hmm. to their bodies. To and, the, and then if, if the other person on the other side is, is like, it doesn't care about it. That's why it's hard to like, because you're like, you're literally like stopping me from getting what like I think is really important. So it makes, and, but like, and what and I, I know, also think, yeah. oh, go ahead. no, 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 please. Okay, you, um, I've been talking about what I, that just like the, the between two different people that they're just like, I mean, we're all living in America. We're all like around the same age, whatever, you know, and like, but there's still like such like different values that like, it's, I just think it's so interesting that like, that someone would say, no, I just genuinely think that this is as important as what you think on your side. Mm -hmm. I'm being very vague, but like that, like, so if it's always been a moral issue, like a moral issue, how do we decide what is morally right? I think that's like what's, because one person can be like, because I, because I think, you know, the pro-life thing and I right. can't speak to it very well. So no, my but yeah, but like, I know what you're saying. And so I just think it's so interesting because of course, you know, you think that yours is 100% right. Of course they think theirs is 100% right. But, ha, like, but, but I'm not trying to lessen your rights. That's what I don't right, understand. Right, right. My side is not voting against your rights. And I also very much believe in the separation between church and state. So frankly, conservatives would think it might be not their rights, the child's right. But I believe in the child's right as well. I mean, it's not a child yet though. So, and, and And it's not, and it's not your, but it's not their body. And that's that arbitrary piece. Yeah. That's the piece that you said what you were agnostic about was how, how long it takes to become a child. So, I mean, we can, yeah, we can move on, but I, I, I definitely think that's worth noting and I do find it interesting and thanks for talking so long about it, even though it's not well, an issue that you're passionate about because it is one that I'm passionate about and that's what makes me dislike the other party. So, so in effort again to, as, as the psychologist, I can't help, I can't let it go by, but ask Danny what it's like to hear, you know, that, that perspective from a woman who clearly feels strongly that a vote that you cast would be infringing on potentially her rights? Um, I mean, it never makes me feel good when someone has, I think, a position in good faith that's well thought out, that they care about deeply, that, and for them to feel like that you're kind of stomping on it, right? Like, not a fun feeling to have if I had to, it's, frustrating. It makes me feel terrible, especially because it's not that I don't care about this issue, but it feels like I don't have a good response. Uh, I don't, I don't, mm. and then if you don't, I don't I feel just, like it hurts that you'd I, vote for, well, let him talk. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I feel like it's tragic what's going to happen to the fetus or to the um, child, how, whatever, you know, terminology, cause it's going to be politically loaded no matter what. I feel like 
the, mm -hmm. what happens to the mother is going to be a really rough situation, regardless of if it's allowed, regardless if it's not worse, if it's not, of course. I mean, we have to be real and acknowledge that, that there's a lot of trauma. Um, and so to me, it's like, where I would stop to say, okay, what can I do? And I think that there's a lot of space for the government. You know, like if ever I see someone's feeling bad, it's like, okay, what can I do to make that better while still believing, holding to my principles? And Republicans can clearly do a lot to make that better. Um, whether it's, so when we talk about defunding Planned Parenthood, right? Uh, it's an issue where what frustrates me is that any alternative to Planned Parenthood is providing inferior services. Even if you set aside yeah. the abortion that yeah. like the services for pregnancy crisis centers, right? Yeah. A lot of them are too misleading and could be reformed. Yeah. Um, and they don't provide the level of women's health that we need. Liberalizing access to birth control, uh, improving the foster adoption system, which mm -hmm. right now, if you want to have less than abortions, maybe we should have a good alternative um, because kids coming out of the Texas system end up with a lot of trauma. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that rather than focus on, you know, I'm not going to be able to make you happy. I'm not going to be able to provide that magic answer when I'm so deeply conflicted myself. But I think I instead it's, okay, what can I do to help? What can I do to at least do better? Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm wondering, so and I'm going to push you here a little, and I'm going to, I'm going to admittedly push you here a little bit, but just to consider possibly like, while you're not going to come up with a magic answer, I'm wondering if something like, sort of figuring out, putting some time to figure out where that number is comfortable for you weeks wise, right? And deciding that you won't support candidates who violate your personal threshold. Um, I wonder if that might be a way to help people and still hold on to your moral values. I, I think that doing more research never hurts. And I think it wouldn't hurt for me to have a better, more firm idea of what that threshold would be for me. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, there's still a whole lot of other issues. So I, 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 yeah. I, and, I and, and, and certainly in cases that are the most egregious, then yeah, I think that it would be worth um, taking it into account too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think just doing that, would be helpful. And the only reason I push you on it, because I think you listed abortion as one of your three reasons for voting conservative. That's the, yeah, you did. did I misunderstand oh, that? No. Oh, I, I said that on, um, that I'm pretty liberal on social issues, but that, um, that's yeah, that pro-life and, um, yeah. gun control are the two that I would gun probably fall more conservative. conservative. Yeah. Okay. Um, so not gotcha. that those are like my top issues, but that if I'm noting my list of issues, that's where they fall. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I appreciate okay. you like rolling with that because I mean, I think because this one is a little bit more, this topic is a little more self-serving in the sense that I'm judging Republicans. And so if, if that's why I'm judging Republicans, if that's a main thing for me, then that's kind of, that's why we're talking about it so much, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I personally feel like if you, and, and you represent a small amount of Republicans out there, but if it's like, it's not that big of an issue to me, then excuse my French, but back the fuck off and <laughs> focus on other issues because it feels like you guys are coming pretty hard down on, on policing women's bodies when, like we talked about, there are plenty of other issues, which we can move to. <laughs> um, well, I just, any? I mean, I just kind of feel like what this is interesting. I mean, we could get into, if you wanted to get into like talking about how 
each other feels about the thing or just like in general, like misunderstanding each other, like, or not misunderstanding each other, but like, is there ever going to be a way where like one party's not going to stomp on the other party's thing or like, you know, um, but also yeah. if you want to go into the, de- the details, we can do that too. I just want to keep talking about abortion the whole time. <laughs> Loves it. No, um, I mean, I don't know anything. Danny, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, Danny's like loves this topic. I he I don't riveted. Know anything about anything? It feels solid. Thank you for listening to Am I an yeah. Asshole for disliking the Republican Party? Yes. So that was the first half. Um. So tune in next week for the 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 second half. Uh, to really find out, you know, does Jackie? Stab him over the <laughs> over, over the thing. Skype. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Sermon, what a gem! Thank oh, you so God, much yeah. for giving your insight and being so open and great to talk to. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like us, subscribe to our shit, and we'll see you next week. Yay! Bye. Bye.